This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I am always thrilled, whether it's on the air or off, to be able to talk with uh, Tanya Ryman. She is a body language expert. You might have seen her on Access Hollywood, on Fox News Channel. You might have seen her on uh, television, heard her not just in shows with me. She's written a few best-selling books, uh, the, um, the Yes Factor, The Power of Body Language. She is probably the best-known nonverbal communication specialist in the country, and we're very fortunate to have her on the program this morning. Tanya, it's great to talk to you. Thank you. It's great to talk to you. Can I answer the, the last question that was missed? Be my guest. Yes, I forgot to give the answer. People hate that when I do that. 1984, George Orwell. That's right, but I, I think you're yeah. ineligible for the money. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll know. buy you a drink the next time I see you. We'll call <laughs> sounds it. Sounds good. That sounds good. Um, all right, uh, Tanya. Obviously, the the big news that everybody seems focused on um, in the last 24 hours is this uh, indictment by President Trump. Now we have seen. Uh, both uh, President Trump and his attorney, Joe Tacopina, uh, making a lot of uh, media appearances. Uh, Trump was on with Hannity this week. Joe Tacopina has been on every single TV show there is. Uh, let's start with Trump himself, either in terms of videos that he's posted or uh, the media interviews that he's done. Is there anything that we can tell about how Trump is feeling about things based on his body language? Yeah, Trump seems, you have to realize, whenever we talk about him, he has a specific baseline. So typically, he comes across as arrogant. And when I say arrogant, like everybody's like, oh, no, he's one of the common men. He always uses big gestures, just like his new attorney. So you'll see that he lifts his chin up really high in superiority. His hands gesticulate back and forth huge, like, you know, all the way to the left, all the way to the right, all the way up in the air. So this is a man who always uses these gestures to show just how confident he feels. And we're seeing that, but we're also seeing a lot of things that he doesn't usually do, like a lot of pursed lips, which indicate often that you're feeling insecure about yourself. Normally, somebody will purse their lips when they doubt what you're saying. But if he's speaking and pursing his lips simultaneously, that's usually indicative that he feels insecure about what he's about to say. Interesting. And um, what do you think that's an indication of? Could that just be as simple as being nervous about being indicted or do you think it? it Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, when you become insecure in any situation, no matter what it is, you're going to show signals of stress with him. He also does a lot of distancing. And what I mean by that is, like, if you notice, again, his attorney, when we talk about that, uh, you'll see the same thing. He uses what I call what is called. Uh, like a handheld stop sign. And what that does is it does two things. It stops the person from speaking that is trying to engage so that he can speak. In other words, I'm going to take over this conversation. I'm putting a stop sign out to you. So you stop talking. But in addition to that, it also gives him space. It gives him enough space where he doesn't feel like his intimate zone is being interacted with, yet he can do it with his hands going to somebody else's intimate space. 
Hmm. Uh, it's very, an intimidation factor. Very yeah. interesting. Now, how about uh, someone that's certainly no stranger to the media, even under normal circumstances, but he's just been ubiquitous in the last two weeks? Uh, Joe Tacopina, he's representing Trump now. What can we learn from his body language for that you've observed so far? He's a very interesting gentleman to watch because normally when you're sitting down for an interview, you wouldn't see somebody rocking back and forth in their chair. You know, the producers would be like, stop rocking, you know, or, and making, and again, these huge gestures. What I found really interesting is that he uses his left hand and his right hand. Normally what we find is somebody will typically use their dominant hand when they're making their case for something, you know, I'm left-handed. So when I'm talking about something that I truly believe in, I'll use my left hand much more than I would use my right hand. And we can even go back and and talk about like with President Clinton, when he was talking, he's also left-handed. When he was talking about Monica Lewinsky, he would typically use his right hand. And that was because on a subconscious level, he was leaking out the truth that he was lying. So by using his right hand on a regular basis, we kind of knew that he was lying about, you know, Monica Lewinsky. When he used his left hand, which is his dominant hand, he would be much more emphatic, much more believable because it was much more natural. So when we look at Capitino, what we see is he's using both hands, which for someone like me, I have to now take a look and see what else is going on. He either has way too much Botox in his forehead (laughs) or he, and I I don't mean that fresh because I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't make that claim, but he either does or he's an angry man. So while I was watching Ari Melber and listening to Capitino, my son who was sitting across from me, not even seeing what I'm seeing, said, why is he so angry? And you can hear it in his voice. The rage comes across in his voice, but it's a passive aggressive type of rage. So when you're watching it, he seems like he's smiling. He, he wants to build rapport with Ari. You know, it seems very good. But yet at the same time, he has some disturbing gestures. Like when he reaches over again into Ari's face, which these two are very similar. He reaches over into Ari's face to almost like grab the paperwork from him. You know what I mean? Like, how oh, we don't need this. He has a very slow blink rate, which I thought was interesting to watch. Like somebody normally under stress, their blink rate will increase. His does not at all. So I I thought his body language was strong, but you also have to realize when we're looking at people, you have to take them, like take clusters into account. So at one point, Ari said, you know, your colleague went in uh, and you see Takapina squint his eyes and then he kind of racks back and forth in the chair and his lips go inward. That was one of the first times that I really saw that he was experiencing discomfort. And when somebody squints their eyes at you, it's not a seething gesture, but it definitely indicates that what they're about to say to you, you automatically know you're going to disagree. Like the smile came on, which is a, we always use smiles to cover any of the other emotion, anger, fear, anxiety, what we'll do is we'll smile to cover it so nobody can read what we're actually experiencing. So my job is to see what comes immediately before the smile. And with that, it was an inward lip roll and then those that eye squint and then the smile to cover up the anger that he had just experienced. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Tanya Ryman. You could check out her website. It's tanyaryman.net, R-E-I-M-A-N.net. There's a ton of interesting stuff on there, and you can actually uh, check out her books on there, which, uh, which have been bestsellers and helped a lot of people um, with nonverbal communication. Quick question.
question, Tanya, on the um, speaking with with both hands. I think that that's something I do. I tend to use both hands. And I am, I think you know, because we spent time, you know, together in person and even off air. I'm not an angry person at all. What does my frequent use of, of of both hands indicate, if anything? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When you talk, when you and I have conversations, your gestures typically stay within your body frame. You know, when you get excited, and I'm talking about you specifically, I don't see you very rambunctious, lifting your hands up high in the air, and unless you're telling a funny story. Our interactions have always been, you might use both hands, but where do those hands mm-hmm. stay? And they usually stay, you know, between your stomach, your chin, and left to right body size. That's indicative of somebody who's confident, somebody who feels strongly about what they're saying, somebody who isn't intimidated. So that's not the issue. The issue is his hands are all over the place gotcha, as if gotcha. he's speaking at, at a podium, as if he's giving a speech. So, you know, in addition to that, there were two times that I thought he showed really interesting body language. So normally, if you point at somebody, it's considered disrespectful. If you take your fist and like talk at someone that's also considered like intimidating. He did this. He took his fist and he went right into Ari's face. But what he did to make it less intimidating, which was a brilliant tactic, is he tucked his thumb into his hand. Mm. So normally thumbs are supposed to be the digit that kind of discerns how somebody is feeling. Like thumbs are your confident speakers, right? So if you tuck that thumb in and still do the fist gesture, you're getting your point across in a strong way, yet it's much less intimidating than if the thumb is out. So you can do it yourself, like people listening, they can try to do this themselves and just see the difference in how you feel and how it comes across if you wag your your fist at somebody uh, versus wagging your fist with your thumb tucked into your hand. The now in the case of Tacopina, a lot of times the people that work for Trump in in any capacity, and, and I've heard this firsthand from people that have have worked for Trump on campaigns, governmentally as lawyers, a lot of times they're performing for an audience of one, and they know yes. Trump judges their TV appearances pretty harshly. And I remember one conversation that I had with with Corey Lewandowski one time, and this was after he was Trump's campaign manager, but he he was. Uh, he was still very much a Trump supporter, and he went on TV, and um, afterwards Trump called him after his TV appearance, and Trump says, you know, he was joking a little bit, but not really. He said, uh, you know, the the first lady and I were watching you on TV, Melania thought you did great, and uh, Corey says, oh, thank you, Mr. President, and he said, well, I didn't think you did great. I thought you were weak, and then Corey told me that he knew Trump was going to be watching his next appearance, and he went out of his way to give such an over-the-top performance in terms right. of passion and anger. Do you think some of what we're seeing from Takapina could be not necessarily a natural reflection of his emotions, but really a, a way of uh, demonstrating to Trump that he's really the kind of fighter that he's looking for? 
Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of both. I've seen him in other arenas, and he is kind of a force. That's that's the word I'll use. He's a tough guy, and it comes across that way. There is absolutely – there was very little intimidation by Ari. I mean, the, the few times I did see it was when he would roll back in the chair, like pull back in the chair and start like preening himself, like rubbing his tie. Those are self soothing gestures. So when Ari was hitting spots that he was uncomfortable with, you might see him lean back in the chair and start rubbing his tie, which in essence is stroking his own chest. Again, that's just a self soothing gesture. It calms us down in times of nervousness. So that's one of the ways that you see he was intimidated a little bit, but overall he comes across as a force to be reckoned with. And being that he went on to all these shows and was just so outlandishly strong and kind of doesn't stay within the lines. Uh, again, being on television for so long, I know if you start moving around jiggling, you, you, the producer will whisper in your ear, you need to stop doing that <laughs> or we're not going to have you back again. So there's a difference between how he came across and what his natural personality is. Mm. And I think his natural personality is just a really strong one. He might add on a little bit, a little bit of whipped cream just to make Trump smile. But overall, I think that's who he is. Got it. Hey, uh, uh, let me also ask you about this Gwyneth Paltrow case. I haven't followed it super closely, but I know it's gotten a lot of attention. It involves a uh, a ski accident in which the uh, person that she collided with is suing her. She's countersuing for a dollar and legal bills. Uh, both people seem to say the other person is at fault. What, if anything, can we uh, can we take from Gwyneth Paltrow's body language in this case? amazing so the reason i say amazing is because it's almost as if she took over the court in other words the lawyer seemed to be intimidated by her and she's sitting up there she does have a high blink rate in certain situations but i also watched her in other videos so her high blink rate and her constant smiling are usually again signs of insecurity here it's her way of building rapport and basically saying I don't belong here. I'm too good to be here. Uh, you know, your questions aren't scaring me. And the interesting thing is when you have somebody, of course, she is an actress, so we, we know that they can usually do well. However, I've seen Renee Zellweger screw up a million times non-verbally, so I know that actresses can be found. You know, you can see what they're doing. But when I watched her, one of the most interesting things I found was when she was asked a question, not only did she hold eye contact while she was listening, but she kept that eye contact strong while she was delivering her feedback. So typically when people are speaking, they'll look at you, right? And then they, when you ask them a question, they tend to look away, think, get their thoughts together, and they don't hold eye contact as much because it's intimidating to look at somebody's eyeballs and keep your mind on what you're trying to say. And this shows not only high confidence, but also high status for mm. somebody in this role when she's on the witness stand. Well, hey, Tanya, we're going to have to end it there. A great conversation. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come back in studio and join us in person sometime soon. I would love to, and then breakfast after. That sounds good to me. Sounds good, especially <laughs> now that uh, now that Lent is ending, and I can have a Bloody Mary or two during that uh, breakfast. Oh, I love that. All right, uh, Mimosa. Mimosa. All exactly. Right. <laughs> Tanya Ryman, uh, check her out. Uh, TanyaRyman.net. There is nobody better. Check out her books: The Power of Body Language, The Yes Factor, and The Body Language of Dating. Nobody better when it comes to nonverbal communication. Fifteen seconds of fame in just a moment. You want to be heard? You can dial eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two straight ahead. 
The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.